The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you guys today. Uh, we have a- action star John Ozuna coming on. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And then uh, we have Steve Basic coming on again, one of my favorite celebrities on the planet. And he's been on the show many times, and, and I'm super excited to have him back again. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, what's up, chat room? Before we get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. It's much better than it was. No, I can't breathe. So <laughs> the dust, the dust, it's sand. I, every week I complain, folks, because I have to let you know that when I sniff, I'm not a cokehead sniffing up coke, and I just can't breathe. It's freezing here in Palm Springs now. Winter has come. It's not freezing. It's like seventy. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> I like love it. So what's up, chat room? Cindy Lady Lake's in there. Stefan Daniel Bell is in there. More people will be coming. We're going to have a good show, but first we're going to play show and tell, you guys. Show and tell. So a couple of weeks ago, we had the incredible director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Friday the... Th- uh, no, no, Jason. Jason Goes to Hell, and this is one of his new films. He sent us the Blu-ray for it. It's called Secret Santa. It won a bunch of awards. It's an indie film, not a really big one, but he said this is the film he's the most proud of. We haven't watched it yet because it just came in the mail, but I want to thank him. His name is Adam Marcus. You guys listened to the show. It was a great show. Uh, he even sent the little postcard that goes right. with it. Looks like a lot of fun, and I always love getting cool but things. But what he really sent was when I asked him, I said, could you send me a little bit of your artwork? Because I truly No, this is a different guest. Oh, that's another There's guest? two different people. Well, One's a movie director. Well, where's the art? The comic book guy. Yeah, I want to show yeah, that. that I'm gonna, I've got it. That's the next one we're going to do. Do okay. you remember his name? No. So you guys, Jimmy. Sometimes I don't remember your com- name. Comic book artist Tom Rash, you guys, sent us a goodie basket. Oh. It's so awesome. He said, "I love. Let me get that's mine. That's mine. Wait, no, one's mine and one's he yours. Signed it for he signed me. one for me too. Look, I love it. I'm going to frame it and put it in my office when my office is. So this is Tom Rash's artwork, and, and uh, the name of the comic book is Blue is Black Alpha. And here's mine. Mark, <laughs> And then he wrote nicer on mine than he wrote on yours. You know. And then he also he really wrote a better sentiment to me. He also <laughs> sent us some some books that he uh, he uh, autographed for us. One is called The Art of Tom Rash. One is and don't bend my Black Alpha. Hang on, one of them is Black Alpha. It's called Act One Ascension. And then he sent uh, a, a, another Black One Ascension for me for my collection. And the art of Tom Rash for me. So you guys definitely check out his stuff. Get his books. He's super great. We had a very good time with him on the show. We want to thank him. 
Such you a know, talent. Anybody, what a what talented a talent. guy. I love it. I have to move a stand a little bit. I love his artwork. So we're going to be putting all that stuff. I just his artwork. We're going to be putting all that stuff in the office and watching mm -hmm. the movie soon. It's really um, cold here. He's full of crap. The outside is warm, and the house is very cold. These houses are not – these houses are made out of sucko. They're stone houses, you know, whatever. And they uh, hold it cold in. And the heat as well. So we want to welcome the chat room. Don Hinton just joined us. Hey, Don. Hey, Don. Show him your watch. Show her your watch. You always, she always likes watches. I'm so matching much. blue and yellow because my shirt has blue and yellow in it. It's a 40 watch because I have a whole bunch of them. You got to love it. Also, we want to thank everybody for listening to us on iTunes. It's super important. We're number 46 on iTunes this week. So that's our highest that we've been yet. So thank you. Oh, excuse me. I'm burping. Thank you very much. We also want to thank um, the people at Paramount for inviting us to a, an awesome, uh, like, cocktail or dirt party for their new show, uh, uh, something traveler. I forgot. Fellow travelers. Fellow travelers. Fellow travelers. So we were in LA, and then we want to thank Marcel for having a a wonderful uh, Marcel Walsh for having a wonderful Halloween party that was the day before that we showed up to it because I had no, the wrong no, watch no, on. no, 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 no. Do not skirt the issue and make it weak. All right. Jimmy is a control freak. Jimmy controls my life. Get up, go to bed, do this, do that. Eat, don't eat, drink. Do. That's what he does all day long, you know. He's crazy. Tells me what to do, but I ignore him. <laughs> now, he knows to keep the appointments. So every appointment we have, he controls and keeps. We get to Marcel's, and of course, the party was the day before. And I'm a vampire looking terrific. He did look terrific. And, you know, so excited to show my friends how good I look as a vampire. And, of course, the party was the night before. Then he has the audacity to turn to me and in a very evil voice say, well, you know, you could have kept track of the date, too. Well, he, we both got invited separately. Excuse in me, excuse <laughs> me, excuse me, pass the buck. I'm never wrong. But I, but my watch really was wrong. It's, I, I fixed it now, but my watch said it was the 27th. So, of course, I was nice. I didn't torture him or make him feel bad because he felt bad enough. I know. If I was a mean person, I would have yelled at him and carried on and said, "We did drive four hours for no reason." <laughs> yeah, and, and I never said anything that I was with fangs hanging out of my face, blood for, all over his for face four, for four hours. <laughs> he had blood dripping down his mouth. He looked terrific, though. But anyway, we missed the party, and it was one hundred percent my fault. One hundred percent my well, fault. Finally, he's admitted and, uh, to uh, being at fault for something. Um, so it was really stinky. But anyway, little, little goody, goody not this week, but next week on Wednesday, right after the show, we're actually going to see Marcel Waltz's new movie. Um, it's the movie premiere for his new movie, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And, now and I heard it's worse than the other one, as far as chopping blood, guts, and eyeballs flying all over. I don't know if I could sit through it. Oh, I can't wait for it. I know you can't um, wait because you're a ghoul. And then also, you guys, so I'm involved with a really cool Indiegogo campaign, you guys. It's called Zombie with a Shotgun Reloaded. It's the sequel to Zombie with a Shotgun. Um, we were supposed to do this movie, and then COVID came, and it all messed up. Um, it's a very, very going to be a very good movie. Uh, the Indiegogo campaign is for, like, comic books and perks and stuff. No acting roles. All the actors in it are professional actors. Some of the cast, we can't name the two biggest stars, but we do have Camden Toy, uh, Vincent Ward from The Walking Dead, 
Um, we have Monique Dupree, Monique Gata Dupree. We have, um, uh, I forgot who else is in it. I forgot. It's by Hilton Ariel Ruiz. He's coming on next year. And Ron is going to have a role in it also, you guys. And it's going to be a really cool zombie film. Um, and we're just trying to raise some money to get it going because it's going to cost way more than we can raise on Indiegogo. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Lynn Lowry, I forgot. There's a- I have no idea. I was, I have, first of all, I don't know anything about this movie that I'm in that suddenly I'm in. You know, I read scripts. If uh, I don't like the script, I'm not going to be in the you're movie. You're going to want to be in this one because it's going to be a big be one. Yeah, it's a really good one. The first of all, the first movie was extremely successful. Who did um, whisper my head? It's called Zombie with a Hot Gun. Who's, who's, who's the big star? Oh, I can't tell you. I'm not well, allowed. Tell me. No, I can't ear. tell you. No, I can't tell you in your ear because we're, we're, they won't be in it. if We we can't use them for the Indiegogo campaign. They're too big for it. No, so I know that, but give, so, just whisper in my friggin' ear so I know no, who it is. No, you don't know who they are anyway. I don't know who they are. They're so big that I don't know who they are. I mean, really. No, you, know? you don't know who they are because you don't know horror people, but in the horror world, they're like as big as it gets. Um. And, okay, so uh, we'll see what happens. I forgot. Am I playing was... another doctor? Um, Am I playing another FBI agent? I'm so sick of those roles. Um, I'm not sure which one you're going to be playing yet, but um... I wouldn't mind playing a zombie. That could be fun. If they hate me, have your flesh hanging and stuff. I like that crazy stuff. That's so funny. I can't. But I always play the, the the boring characters in these movies. No, you're not going to play a boring character. You'll be fine. And you you have and you know people in it because you're friends with Monique. You're friends with a lot of people. They've all been on the show. Camden Toy's been on the show. Vincent Ward, you were in another movie with. Yeah, I know, but that's um, not on the screen. That's in private on the set. Um, but what about on the screen? Um, hang on, here it is. I'm going to tell you who else is in it. You know, so. I don't want to. I my career is not exactly that strong. But I can afford a couple of dents. No, this isn't going to be a dent. Lynn Lowry's in it. Monique Dupree, Vincent Ward, Camden Toy, um, uh, Bill Oberst Jr., who's been on our show at least two or three times, <laughs> uh, uh, and then uh, Braden Bade is on it, and he was the star of the first one, so he has to be in the second one. What, what's this thing called? Zombie with a shotgun. A zombie with a shotgun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, and we're actually having the creator of it come on the show next week, you guys. So it's going to be a lot of Is fun. Is it about a zombie that goes around shooting people and making It's a guy who's half zombie and half... You guys can Google it, actually, because you can watch it. I think the first one's on Tubi or YouTube or something. Um, but it's very cool, and it's the best artwork I've ever seen. It's based on a comic book. The comic books are already out. It's not like somebody's making a comic book and then making Am a movie. I in the comic, the comic book? books? No, you're not I'm in not the comic book. Not, nobody's in the comic book. <laughs> Maybe in the next one, because the comic books were already done. So it's going to be a lot of fun, you guys. It's got a big budget, so it's uh, going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, and Bill Oberst, you guys, is a lot of fun, and he's been on the show. So it's going to be a good one, and next week you'll learn more about it because we're going to have the guy come on it. But the Indiegogo campaign started, um, so if you want to go to Indiegogo and just stick in Zombie with a Shotgun Reloaded, you can see all the perks and, and join us with it. Then Wait wanna- a minute. All these movies that we have lined up, how are we going to shoot them all? I mean, now that you've got, like, 15 movies in Orleans, not 15, but there's I mean, a lot. Jimmy, we have a ton of movies. Yeah, I mean, but they're going to have to get scattered out. You're no, gonna we're going to have to work back to back. I'm going to have to work two movies a day, two move, two different movies. Yes. Um, oh, Don Hinton said she loved the first movie, Zombie with a Shotgun. Cool. Um, this one's this one's going to even be better. And you'll love this one. You'll love this one because Ron's in it. And you're oh. going to know everybody because they've all been on our show. Um, everybody's been on our show and the artwork is phenomenal. Also, I want to thank everybody for following me. My Instagram, my Twitter, and my TikTok are all this is Jimmy Star. Keep following me. I got a bunch of new followers this week um, and a bunch of new everything. My TikTok's blowing up, so we want to thank everybody for all of that. 
And then the last thing we're going to do before we bring on our first guest is to tell everybody all the places that you can listen to us. Number one, we want you to listen to us on Apple Podcasts so we can keep going up in the rankings. Um, it's the Jimmy Star Show that with Ron would be Russell. Nice if you would do that for us, I would appreciate that a lot. You can also hear us on SoundCloud, <laughs> iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. But we really want everybody to listen to us on Apple Podcasts because that's what we're trying to push right now. And uh, that might help bring some more uh, opportunities for us in, in the show. So if you listen there, because that's a chart that's provable that everybody can see. So we're super happy to be back on it. We dropped down to number 90 for a while, but now we're back up to 46. So please, everybody. What's that? I, I can't get over these numbers. Which way do they go? The lower the number, the higher, the better it is. You want to be number one. We're number 46. And then we were 90? We were 90. What happened? We dropped from 53 to, to 80 oh, to 90, and then up. we went back up again. Yeah, the chart changes almost every day. You know, we're trying to figure out these shows that we do. Are the dirty ones really the ones that get the best rating? And they don't. Not they, lately. They don't lately. So now we're keeping them clean and sophisticated. A little cleaner and a little, a little bit more cleaner. sophisticated. I mean, with me, <laughs> with me, it's a little difficult. I was a stand-up comic, you know, in nightclubs. And we were risque back in those days, never vulgar or filthy, but extremely risque. And I'm still risque. And risque is okay. I think risque is okay. But I don't think people understand risque anymore. They only understand outright filth. But you got to remember that our audience is like more like 40 to 70 and they get, they get it. Like if we had 20 year olds, obviously they don't get it because we had those like young girls come on and they didn't get anything. No, because because they, they only know... you know, really bad. Uh, if you go to the stand-up places today, these comics are vulgar. And they're not funny. They depend on the curse word to embarrass you, to make you laugh, to make it funny. Years ago, we didn't curse or do anything vulgar or sexually uh, explicit. It was double entendre, and people loved it. So I wish that would come back again because the best comedy is double entendre. You could take it either way. So let's bring on our first guest. Okay. Go ahead and bring him in. Let's make sure we can hear him. Hello, John. How you doing? Hey, guys. How we doing? Fantastic. All right. All right. So I wanted to make sure we could hear you now that I know we can hear you. uh, Let's make a great introduction. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the – first of all, wait. How do I pronounce your last name, Ozuna? Oh, Jesus. You know what? You can say Ozuna. You know, um, it's a Spanish last name, so properly it's Osuna. Osuna. Uh, yeah, and, and back from Spain, they'll even put a lisp on it. They'll go Osuna uh, if they speak Castellano. And, uh, but, you know, you can call me Ozuna. Just call me John. <laughs> hey, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Action hero. <laughs> Actor, stuntman, badass dude, John Osuna. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. For you know, that Ron, was you had a Halloween hotness, but this yes. is my co-host, Ron Russell. Hi, how are you again? Let me just. I'm doing good, Ron. It's great to see you guys. I loved your intro. You guys had a fantastic intro, and uh, you know what? Just you, you, you tapped into something that was really interesting about comics. You know, I, I think, in my opinion, comics are probably the most intelligent people in the world because the way they view life that their perspective on things and and the way they they can tell a story but um to your point the the modern day comics have strayed away from the intelligence of it and they have just been vulgar 
and, and they're just they're doing it for the shock value of it. And, and, and you know, some people get it, some people don't. But uh, I appreciate what you're saying at the beginning of the show. That was fantastic. Well, I, I did stand up for 46 years. Oh, my goodness. Whoa, congratulations. That's amazing. I started at 20 years old, and now I'm 83, and I'm still doing it. You, excuse me, sir? Ron, what? I, I'm 83 years old now, so I've been doing stand-up for 64 years, and it's changed tremendously. I worked with the great uh, comics uh they're, they're all dead now, of course. Joan Rivers, who I knew, was a funny lady. Mm -hmm. Joan Rivers was far more funnier in person than she was on the stage. Mm -hmm. Once said to her, Joan, how come you don't do this on the stage? And she said, Ron, they wouldn't get it. Uh, they just uh, won't get it. Yeah. I have to simplify it. I said, yeah, but years ago we did it. She said, years ago we had an intelligent audience out there. <laughs> <laughs> she said, we had college people, people educated. We had people with class style. They were brought up properly. She said, but you see what's in our audiences now. They come yeah. looking like red pickers. They're loud. They're boisterous. You're yeah. on stage doing comedy, and they're talking about baseball. There's no such thing anymore as a respectful audience. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult to do live because people today don't have the attention span. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And listen to you do 10 minutes. Yeah. So you have to curse at them because yeah. that's how you get their attention. And yeah. it's sad. But the great comics, Milton Berle, who I knew, uh, I think people wow. don't know who these na names are, but Milton would never make it today. And the one that would certainly not make it is Don Rickles. Yeah. Yeah. Don Rickles talked about everybody and uh -huh. he used all the slang words that woke people won't allow us to use anymore. <laughs> changed a lot. And um, I miss it because I'm still good. I could still do comedy, but I don't have the audience. You know, it, it's it's funny you say that. And I have to say that the bravest people in the industry are stand up comics, people that do this live. People that take the chance, uh, they don't know if they're going to be a hit or they're going to be a miss. You know, it's a mixed bag sometimes. And you're taking the chance, you know, and, and I can't think of a braver person that that pursues our, our, you know, our, our artistry and our artwork than, than a comic, than a stand-up comic where, where you're live and in person. And uh, I, I never worried about a show because I knew my audiences. If I was working the Jewish Alps, which is upstate New York, you know, uh -huh. Wonderful uh, places that we, Gurney's and not Gurney's, um, uh, Gershwin. We worked at some wonderful clubs up there. Now, when you have an old Jewish audience, you know what to do. You know the kind of humor you're going to do. Yeah. I play town and country in Brooklyn, and I have Italians, and I'm Italian, so I knew where to go there. And if I thought my show wasn't going right, I would change it because mm -hmm. I was very good with not scripting. I'm I'm better off script than I am on. But yes. I'm spontaneous and, and it's it's electric. But when you read it, it's boring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a stand-up comic knows how to hit the button when he yeah. needs to, and he knows exactly how to manipulate his audience into hearing what they want to hear. Yeah. 
I want yeah. to mention though too. There's like so there's one stand-up comic. So we went to this red carpet premiere of this movie called The Elevator. Not really a, a great movie. Um, oh. Okay movie, but it starred this kid. It had Eric Roberts and Eugenia Kuzmina, and it had this kid Matt Rife. And, and Eugene is a friend of ours, and that's why we went. And uh, and so anyway, Matt Rife. I don't know if you've ever heard of Matt Rife, but Matt Rife is like a 25 year old funniest comedian ever, and he doesn't worry about any of the things going on in the world. So he just he's not afraid, and he yeah, sells yeah. out everywhere. He goes someplace and he sells out a thousand room a seat room in like five minutes. Everybody wow. wants to see him, so everybody should check out Matt Rife. He's hilarious. Also, we have a lot of people joining us in the chat room now, so I need you to say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Thank you for joining us. Great to see you. They love your Halloween picture with your cat, I guess, on (laughs) Instagram. They're saying all kinds of stuff. I just want to say something about 40 years ago. Yeah. I used to have an audience of 350 people. That was my my biggest audience, but it was a supper show. Mm. People were having dinner. Mm-hmm. And I did two shows. One show was dinner, one was drink. 11 o'clock was the drink show. And we were so grateful because the audience loved us. Mm-hmm. And we worked even harder. Yeah. Today, I work a lot in film and stuff and on this show, but I don't get any kind of accolades. I don't get any kind of Ron, we enjoyed it, or Ron, you're good. Or you're good. People do, are not generous anymore. They're jealous of us. They want to be us, and they're yeah. angry that they're not. You know, it's. I mean, the the road that we have to climb. You know, the, the you know people don't realize how difficult this is. You know, just even even myself personally, I have been told so many times to just quit. At you know what, you're not going to get anywhere in business. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah, they, they, you know, and, and, and we receive that criticism all the time. Knock them on their ass. They ever say that? To Actually, me. he can knock them on. Their ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So can I, and so can I. I'm not. Yeah. So, first of all, you guys, I want to tell you. So, we have a six degree of sec- separation with uh with John. So, mm-hmm. two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, we had Max Searchy on our show, yeah. and we talked about one of his films that you're the star of. Actually, in the film. Then, um, this guy who helps makes graphics, he's the nicest guy. His name's Michael VJ. He's a super nice guy. He lives in, like, uh, Brazil or someplace. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent me a message, and he said, um, hey, I have this guy I know. His name's John Ozuna, and he was in Max Searchy's film, and you should have him on your show. Then, that was on Friday. The next day, we were at Halloween Hotness, and yeah. Diane Rapetto walks up to me and said, I want you to meet this guy, John Ozuna. He would be good for your show. <laughs> and then he introduced me to you. And I was like, holy shit, in two days, you know, three people are telling me I need to meet you. And and now you're here. So we're very happy to have you. Know you. I, I paid him a lot of money to say all those things. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about what you do because you're not like a normal actor because you're an action star, which is totally different. And no, I, it's not. No, he really he like he's like Jason Statham. He beats people up and yeah, shit. Yeah, but that's that. Listen, <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, I have to defend that statement. When you entertain people, yeah, 
you are an actor. And I don't care what it is you do. I consider him an actor. Absolutely. No, he is an actor, but he's a different kind of actor because. Well, he just, no, his script is different. But if he's an actor, if I want him to be a priest tomorrow in a film, mm. he'll be a priest. That's true. So I'm not limiting him to. Which I was, which I was, because I, I, I did one movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're not to get limited. Yeah, Demon Fighter, which I played a priest in, and I was the lead in the, in the movie. So absolutely. Yeah, so we had to correct that because an actor does everything. Okay, but there's a difference because not every actor. No, he's, no, he's he's good at this, or he's famous at beating people. Jason Statham. He, that's his favorite. <laughs> yeah, like guys in two minutes, and I sit there saying, "How they get away with this? I'll never know." But I I, I like Jason. I think but, he's good. But you are a real fighter. I mean, for real, like you're yeah, like yeah. So, tell, us, tell us what you are, because you're like some kind of huge karate expert or something. Yeah, so my background, I, I've been doing martial arts for all my life. So I've been in martial arts for the last 42 plus years, going on 43 years. And, uh, you know, back in that day, my inspiration was Bruce Lee. I mean, yes. he, he changed the world. I mean, he changed, he, he made the oh, world. Bruce Lee. Holy. Grossly. Yeah, he made the world colorblind, you know, so it didn't matter the fact that he had he was of Chinese ancestry. He was born in San Francisco, but he was of Chinese ancestry. It didn't matter. We all wanted to be him. But but an interesting note on him. He was an actor before he was a martial artist. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he his father was in the entertainment industry. So he used his son on more than a dozen films before he ever took martial arts and before he ever displayed his ability. For me, what I had to do, you know, I, I, I am a, a master level uh, black belt in, in, in uh, Chinese martial arts. Uh, I've competed all over the world in, in full contact fighting. Um, you know, so I've had the great privilege of competing all over the United States, uh, Europe, Asia, uh, to test my ability to see where I stand among the best in the world. Uh, and I fared well. I, I, I did well during those times. But when I entered into the the film industry, which, you know, there was one tournament one time where there was uh, a TV producer uh, that was running a series and he saw what I was doing. And he goes, hey, can you do that in, in front of a camera? I said, absolutely. So that was the foot in the door. That, that was that foot in the door. But what I had to make sure is that my acting was in balance with my martial arts ability. So, right. so yeah, I, I'm a student of the Stanislavski method acting. Uh, yeah. I, I have uh, a I have a black belt also. You do? Oh yes, my goodness! It has a G on the buckle for Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I knew you were steering in that direction. <laughs> I look like I could be a black <laughs> So I have two because I have two I have two movies that I watch all the time. I probably watch them once a year. Yeah. Favorite movies. Uh my favorite martial arts movie is is uh Best of the Best. I don't know if you've ever seen yes. Best of the Best. Yes. That's Absolutely. Like greatest movies ever. Um I love it. And I also love Bloodsport. Um yep. Um, but I'm also like a huge fan of Cobra Kai because we know a lot of the oh, yeah, people in it. That That's not real necessarily. Right, right. Huh? <laughs> Sean Kanan is probably yeah. one of our closest, dearest friends in the world. Oh, he's a great guy. Love now, him. We he's know great. Sean for years and years. We just yeah. had lunch with him the other day. You did. All right. And I said to him, you know, I've never seen Cobra Kai. 
<laughs> I, I've watched it twice. I've seen and all I of it twice. I said to him because I don't like those movies, Sean, but I'm sure you're wonderful at it. <laughs> you know, Sean's a great guy. He is. You know, he actually he and I worked together. Um, yep. We we did a, a, a re, it was a pilot for a reality uh, show called Me versus You, and and I was I was a contestant, so it, it was a kind of a culinary slash martial arts uh, obstacles sort of strange concept. But Sean was there. And and since then, uh, we've become pretty good friends. And, and, you know, whenever I'm at an event, he's at the same event. He has his table. I've got my table. And and, and we we, uh, we connect together. He's a great guy. Very talented, too. And yes. he's, he's a real person. He's yeah. not Hollywood fake. And his yeah. wife, Michelle, I'm crazy about Michi. Michi is the best. She's oh. a brilliant woman. Brilliant woman. So also brilliant. then, like, because, like, growing up for me, like, the big ones, well, Jean-Claude Van Damme was big and yeah. Steve. Seagal was big. Uh, I shouldn't say growing up. I was like in college, like old in high school and college. You know, those yeah, were the yeah. movies we watched everything from. Um, uh, it's. I think it seems. I think those movies are a lot of fun to watch. I think they would be yeah. very difficult. You know, because I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, and now, like like he said, Jason Statham is his favorite. Like he loves Jason. Statham. <laughs> well, it's fun. He is a funny guy. When you watch yeah. him on the screen, he's just, he takes it so seriously. Yeah. <laughs> he does it like he's a dramatic actor, and all he's doing is beating people up and throwing them. And I get such an amusement out of that. You have no yeah. idea. Yeah. You know, it, it's, you know, with, uh, with like Best of the Best, Jerry, uh, or Jimmy, pardon me, you mentioned, you mentioned Best of the Best. And, you know, uh, Eric Roberts, it's it's just coincidental. Eric Roberts and I share the same manager, so we, we both have the same manager. Oh, and, okay. And uh, I had I had him on the show. We know yeah, him pretty Eric, well too. Eric's a nice guy. Also. Yeah, he's a great guy. He really he's a great guy. He's got a wealth of experience. Well, you know, we we had a great conversation. We just I just wanted to mention this. We had a great conversation because um, you know, he, he looked up at me. and He kind of goes, you know, John. You know what? If if I had a dream role I want to play. I wanted to play Nurov. I, I said the, the ballet dancer. He goes, yeah. Uh, he goes, I loved that guy. The way he moved, the way he presented himself. He goes, I can't do what he does physically, but I, I've embodied his struggle, his challenge, and 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 how amazing he was above all the 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 people that we know that are great ballet dancers. So he shared that with me. He was so passionate about it, it and it was for him. It was like so. Yes, yeah, so, that would be his dream role to play a ballet dancer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> all, all these people, like I know, oh, I got to tell when I say. I know Sean Cannon is actually, he you know, to, actually, wait a minute, stop. This is too wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, yeah, but you've never seen Eric Roberts. Wait, who we know? The little yeah. mobster, the little tough guy. Yeah, he wants to be a, guy. a ballerina. If you oh, would have seen him in Best of the Best, it's one of the greatest movies ever. Oh, um, I got to see him in a tutu. Oh, uh, no, no, to be like that. So, well, I don't know if we'll see that soon. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna use I'm gonna use your name too. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please do. What is his son? You told John told us. So I have a question though. Aren't all he those, really wanted to be a ballet. He, he wanted to play Nureyev. Nureyev, who's like the most famous ballet. You have to be world. like six foot. 
Eric is two feet tall. No, he's not two feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> he can never now, how tall is Eric? He's like 5'10 or 5'11. Yeah, yeah Eric's, Eric's about 5'10. So he's, he's not. 5'10 yeah, is little. Yeah. You know, I, I come from the six foot people. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, no, Ron, you're tall. You're yeah, very you're tall. tall. So yeah. wait, I have a question. All these people we're talking about who do uh, pretty much all the action stars who do the crime stuff, they really all know how to do it, though, right? They, they, not they, playing it. Think, yeah, yeah, I mean, Eric was had to be shown what to do. But everybody else, you know, when you're talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, and all the other ones just going down the list, they have the background. Um, so they do have martial arts background. And, and it's it, – so this – it becomes we become kind of a an important commodity to the industry because with us we we're three people in one we're we're the actors because we can go and deliver the lines and we do it with the intention the emotion that's that's needed for that scene two we can do the fight choreography so we can say okay you throw that punch and I'll do this and you do that and you move this way and I'll I'll do this to you um, fight. <laughs> and then we could, and then we could actually do the movement. So we can actually, okay, I can take a punch. You move. I'll do this to you. I'll do, you know, I'll, you, I react this way. So we're three people in one. So instead of a, a production company having to pay for three individual people, it's all one person. So you get paid that way, then do you get paid for doing all three jobs? I, you know, so SAG <laughs> does recognize that when I have a credit, uh, a an acting credit as well as a fight choreography. I will, I they will join those those uh, wages together. Um, stunt, then they throw the stunt in. They just say, well, if you do your stunts, you do your stunts. So so th for whatever reason, stunt people just don't have the same level of respect uh, in the industry that that uh, that everybody else does. Well, we so, like to drop names on this show because uh -huh. our audiences love when we do. Uh -huh. Reynolds was a dear friend of mine for many years, <laughs> and Bert once said to me, a group of us at a cocktail table, he said he had about 200 and something injuries in his body. Yeah. And I said, would you ever have one in your penis? <laughs> and I, I could talk to Bert that way. And he said, yes. And he named one of the movie stars. <laughs> you see, wait a minute. That's risque. That's what we're talking about. Bert Reynolds, in person, Bert was only double entendre. Everything Bert said came out. He was. He should have been a comedian. He was yeah. the, the funniest fella in the world. Many yeah. times we sat there spitting out our drinks because he, he'd come out with crap that you never believe. I mean, he would <laughs> say things on the spur of the moment where it came from, yeah. I don't know. But um, there was another side to Bert also. He's a manic depressive. Mm. He, he suffered from depression terribly. And I find that most comedians have had a bad life. They came from not a good background, and that's why they're funny. And Bert... Um, he had a good background, but he had a lot of problems, and he, he yeah. really suffered a lot. And he was, but he was nice as could be. Oh, he was as nice as could be. His, his brother, his brother was, I, a football coach. He never did. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and I grew up watching Burt Reynolds. I mean, just all the movies he did, you know, from the Longest Yard all the way to the Cannon uh, Ball Run movies, uh, and everything that you know, his work with uh, Dom DeLuise. 
You know, just when Dumb Dumb was not nice. Yeah, Dom Dalloway. I hate it. I heard that. I heard he was a nasty homosexual that was covering it up, and he was very nasty. I heard about argument with him with Renee Taylor and Joe Bologna at my table, and it was an event, and he said a terrible thing to me. He said to me, "My friend Diane wanted his autograph, and she was my guest." So I said, good, we'll go over to him. We went over to Dom DeLuise, and I said, Dom, excuse me, but my friend Diane, he turned on me. He said, leave me alone. And he picked up a citronella candle, and he said, I'm going to shove this right up your ass. Wow. <laughs> and he said it to the wrong guy, because I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, I turned around very loud. I said, listen up, Mary. If anybody loves it up the ass, it's you. So I suggest you shut up your own ass. And I walked back to my table. I thought Renee was going to faint. And Joe Bologna just looked at me. He said, what the hell was that all about? I said, put the citronella candle up my ass. You know what Joe said? Lit or unlit? Joe <laughs> Bologna. He said, what, lit or unlit? So, no, he was not. An, he did a lot of coke. My ex- yeah. Brother-in-law Michael Papa, who was Vincent Papa, the mafia's nephew. Yeah, he supplied all of Hollywood their drugs. Wow. Dom DeLuise was an enormous coke freak, mm-hmm. and Michael Papa used to sell him the coke. Well, Dom, De, my, my Michael Papa had been in jail, so he lifted a lot of weights, had a great body, and he was a handsome Italian guy. Dom DeLuise never stopped hitting on him. Con- oh hitting on him. So I, I'm glad to dish him because he was a worthless piece of crap. An oh arrogant Italian jerk. And I'm Italian. Sorry, so hold on. Let's go back to you. First of all, I want to tell everybody you guys can follow John on Instagram. He's at John underscore Ozuna. Ozuna. <laughs> Perfect. Either way is right. Either way is right. Um, the Z is, is it? It's like an S. Like a, yes. Listen, you know what happened? Rome and Italy was first. Mm-hmm. Spanish people didn't speak yet. They were they were just walking around making wine and eating delicious food. <laughs> well, an Italian went to Spain and he said to one of the Spanish people, Would you learn, would you like to learn to talk? And the guy happened to be a gay Spaniard. <laughs> so the Spanish guy said, Yes, I would like to learn to speak. So that's how come Spanish came about. When you speak Spanish, it's Italian with a gay lisp. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of my jokes, by the way, from years ago. I've never ever heard of that before. That's fantastic. You have to see my show. So wait, I want to go back to him though. So so recently we had Cynthia Rothrock on the show, and then we went to an Oscar party back in March or whenever the Oscar parties were, and we met John the Dragon Wilson. Have you have you done stuff with? I'm sure you know who they are, right? Because they're like, you know, it's funny. You know, uh, I I know exactly who they are. You know, uh, both Cynthia Rothrock. In fact, you know. Uh, we all have mutual friends because it, there's this very strong group and circle where we're uh, very proficient martial artists have moved on into the movie industry. Uh, Cynthia Rothrock has had great success. Don Wilson has had amazing success. And they're the real deal. I mean, they, they, they've they done it. Do it. Yeah, they, they do their stuff. Um, along with, uh, my goodness, uh, Gerald Okumura. 
you know, who 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 was actually in one of my films. Uh, Gerald Okamura uh, was in like the original Kung Fu series back in the day uh, and has, you know, done many, many, many films that we're all familiar with that, you know, that that he was in. Uh, but, you know, it, it's funny. It, it's um, they have a very tight circle. And I have been approached to work with them on films, but it, it just stopped short of that, you know, because I'm almost like in my We're side and, there yet. and they're kind of on their side. And, uh, and I, I would love, I would love to work with anybody, you know, for me, you know, I have no, um, you know, it doesn't matter the reputation or the background. It, does, it to me, it doesn't matter to me. Work is work. You know, and it's if I can contribute to to a, a project and and give them my best, my absolute best that I can. That's what I want to do because I, I take a great deal of uh, of pride in in um, in what I can provide any sort of project. Right, and, and I always want to do well. You know, and, and I'm, I'm certainly you know for me, I, I kind of live out of my van. So so I. I Are you in the now? Listen, you want to know how to get a lot of work? You want to know what you have to do? I want to know. Okay. Dress and drag. Yeah, done. <laughs> you know, because transsexuals are so in right now, and, and yeah. drag queens are the biggest thing going. Yeah. So throw, on a, throw on a pair of fake tits, some lipstick, you know, it's <laughs> You'd probably be an ugly woman, but that's okay. I was going to say, I would use to be a, an a very ugly, ugly woman. woman. <laughs> but, you know, there are men out there that like ugly women. What can I tell you? No. <laughs> so you're saying and I won't be alone. You must not make fun of anyone in drag as a comic. Yeah. Because when I worked as a stand-up comic, I worked in drag. Wow, nice. All those years I worked in drag, yeah. Nice. That's he, a good impersonated, Jane Russell, he impersonated Jane Russell, who was my the movie friend. star, who was also his best friend. Um, I don't really? know Jane Russell is. Like, oh, I, you know, absolutely. Everybody. Um, okay, so Jane Russell, wasn't she with Marilyn Monroe and Some Like It Hot? Yes. No, no. Uh, gentlemen, uh, gentlemen prefer blondes. All right. Okay, okay, that's that's the one. Okay, yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, Jane Russell's done so many things, so she's famous for a lot of stuff. Yeah, they were yeah. best friends. Best friends for years. Wow, wow. Death. But I worked in drag because it got me work. If I was as myself, I wasn't funny because I was very dark. I was darker than you, and I had black hair. If you ever saw a picture of me, you would think that I was definitely Moorish or Egyptian. Oh, well, well okay. really, I've changed with age, but um, they wouldn't hire me because wow. it was ethnic. And in those days, exactly, exactly. Tab Hunter and Troy Donahue, they wanted blonde, blue-eyed American boys. They didn't want yeah. anybody that looked swarthy or whatever. So I, a friend of mine said, let's go to this masquerade ball. He said, let's do it in drag. It would be fun. As I laugh. Well, I did it. And everybody said, oh, my God, you look like Jane Russell. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow. That's how it came. <laughs> but working in drag was what made me famous. <clears throat> and I was very famous uh, on the Eastern Seaboard. That's fantastic. Years and years, yeah. 
So I want to talk a little bit about, so first of all, you guys, here's some of the films that you might have seen John in. Um, we're actually going to play the trailer for one of them in a minute, um, but he's got a whole bunch of different things. First of all, you did, I, I never watched 13 Reasons Why, but everybody said it was a really good show. And yeah. A couple episodes of 13 Reasons yeah. Why. Yeah. I wrote down uh, sci-fi action thriller, The Infinity Project, uh, Enter the Fire with Lou Ferrigno, Blood Relative, The Dragon Unleashed Ooh. with John Schneider, who's been on the show a bunch of times, and Eva Hamilton, yeah. The in Insurrection with Michael Perret, which Ron used to know of Michael Perret. And, well. I, I, and yeah. I, uh, what's his name also? Cry Havoc with Richard Tyson, Demon Fighter. I know you just finished a movie that's not out yet, uh, Max Searchy's film Andromeda Wars with Chuck Liddell, Matthias yeah. Hughes. Robert Donovan's been on the show a bunch of times, Rhino Michaels and Nicholas Turturro. Um, and then you did a movie for, for Max called The Bouncer with yeah. you, Nicholas Turturro, and Costas Mandalore. What a great cast. And I guess this yeah. is a big leading role for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was a fantastic one. You know, that one, it was the first time that I had filmed uh, out of the United States. You know, I, I filmed all over the United States, but, but we filmed that one in Romania. And, uh, you know, it, it was... Um, Roughly 20 plus days of, of filming. So, you know, Max, you know, he, great guy. Max, fantastic. You know, what's great about Max is that he keeps things light on set. You know, because I've, I've worked with so many different directors. Everybody has their style. Everybody has their way. But I've worked on the, the polar opposite of that, where, you know, if you're not following that director's exact rules by the letter, you know, you're, you're chastised in front of everybody. You're humiliated and you're, you're, you're run off set, you know, and... Uh, you're by me again. I'm not there. <clears throat> I didn't hear you well. He said that he was. If you don't follow the director, people make fun of you and you run off the set. Yeah, I mean, the director would What else have you been on? He's been on a lot. <laughs> the movies I'm in, I tell the director what I like and don't like, and I tell them also, if you're not happy with me, I'd be happy to leave your picture. Wow, nice. <laughs> nice. Walked, I did walk off a picture. Nice. I, I was rudely. Treated and ageist remarks were made and uh -huh. wise cracks were made. And I said, this is not the set for me. And I left. But I have never, ever, ever seen anybody. Uh, no. Directors are there to direct you if they're correct. If they're incorrect, yeah. to be corrected. And if a director can't take some critical criticism, corrective criticism, then he's not a director and he's not for the picture. He's not yeah. working for the best interest of the picture. Exactly. New York accent, a Brooklyn accent. When yeah. I play a mafia guy, nobody does it better than me. I know the lingo, I know the street talk. Uh -huh. I was in a movie where the line, and I don't remember it, was something like, I'm going to shoot you, gosh, heck, gee whiz. Now, did you ever hear of a mafia Brooklyn guy say that? <laughs> well, I Never. I Never. And I said to the director, listen, when I read the script, I can't do this. And I waited to come home to shoot. I would like to do it this way. And I did it the Brooklyn way. Mm -hmm. He was very upset. Really? Very upset because I did it uh, for everybody to hear. I should have gotten him on the side privately. I, yeah. said, and I said, what are we over here, the Lonely Hearts, or are we actors? Yeah. You know what I mean? get, get real, baby. Get real. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not in favor of directors. I find most directors are nobody. How they got the position of director is because they put money in the film or some other stupid reason. Yeah, yeah. And I'm in total agreement with my pal, Betty Davis, 
because Betty and I spoke many times about directors. She yeah. hated them more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a hit and miss. And, and the movie The Bouncer uh, takes place in Romania. Um, it's, it's actually my fourth leading role for a film. And, and uh, you know, and, and when I was approaching this, you know, just obviously you just jump on these opportunities. But holy hell, it was so cold over there. Oh, my goodness. And, and a lot of the the, the um, a lot of the scenes were outdoors. So, you know, we, we had to, you know, fake the fact that it wasn't cold. And and, uh, you know, when there's a fight scene you're, you're almost thankful because you at least you get a chance to move around and you know your body moves and punches and you're doing this and you could do a take after a take and 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 the body warms up a little bit but oh if you're doing a, a you know a dialogue scene you're dying you're dying out there but it, you know it's all well worth it you know it's all one of those things where where you you just add is that next little feather in the cap um you know every experience that you have in acting lends to the next project so that way you're just that much more experienced that and you can offer that much more for that next project uh and, and to work with costas mandalore i mean costas mandalore north he's North, terrific what a uh, nice fella he's a great actor he's a fantastic actor so you learn you're, you're on set and, and even though you know we're both you know actors there's never a time that I'm on set that I don't have my notebook out and I'm taking notes on how very experienced actors, how they prepare for a scene, how they take direction, how they, you know, try different deliveries. And, and, uh, Nick Torturo, uh, Nicholas Torturo, same thing, you know, it was great working with him. Big actor. Yeah. He's, he's been in everything. He's been around forever. You know, your Europeans are trained differently than the American actors. Yeah. A European actor, uh, as such as Sofia Loren Anamagnani, Italian, or yeah. Melina Makuro, uh, Greek, and of course, Carlo, what's his name? Costas. Coca is Greek. There's something, yeah. there's something about Europeans that is so appealing an yeah. honesty, a, a truth. When they act, it's true. American actors sometimes are worried about their hair, the lighting, yeah. you know, it's a little bit too. Whereas Sophia Loren, I mean, if you see her newest film, she didn't give a shit. No makeup, nothing. She looked 150. That beautiful woman did not look beautiful anymore. And Sophia could care less about it. So and well, that shows in acting. With yeah. you, though, because first of all, Max, you know, so we met him that night at Halloween Hondas. He was yeah. on our show, but we had never met him. You know, you're a little bit different. We met you first, and now you're on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but everybody spoke super, like, highly about working with working with you. Max told us, you know, everybody that we spoke to all said that, you know, that you're a consummate professional, that you were really good at what you do. Um, I want to play the trailer for the for the bouncer for everybody. You know, a good actor has to give. If a good actor is selfish and doesn't give to other actors, he's not an actor. He's just an egomaniac, narcissistic yeah. jerk. And I'm sure, knowing you this little that I do, that you're a giver. That if I work with you, I would probably get along very well because I'm a giver. When yeah. I work, I'm not selfish. I don't want the scene. It's not my scene. It's yeah. our scene. Exactly. Exactly right. Absolutely. 100%. 
So what I want you to do, uh, Juan is listening. Um, you introduce the trailer, then you hang on. We're going to play the trailer for everybody so they can see the bouncer, and then we're going to come back. So you introduce it, and then hang on, and, and as soon as it's over, we'll be back. Yeah, so the bouncer, again, it, it takes place uh, over Romania. What it is, it has to do with my character, and my character is somebody that that got in trouble in the United States. Uh, he killed somebody, uh, self-defense while protecting somebody else, you know, and, uh, and he, he fled the country. He's trying to escape from his past and, and he's trying to find a new life. Well, at the same time, he's, he's connected to, to the United States where his mother's dying. You know, she's in the hospital and he's in communication. He froze. Oh, what happened? Problem. What happened there, Juan? He froze. We froze. There we go. You froze for a second. You're so go ahead and just say <clears throat> say the name of the movie, and we'll play it. And I don't okay. know why you froze. So, uh, you'll, you're about to see the trailer for the movie The Bouncer. So I hope you like it. Can you explain to me what the hell I just saw? Every week it's a new one, okay? If you stick around here long enough, you're going to see that all the time. And you've got to learn to look away. Who are you? Anyways, don't touch me. What? <laughs> come on, come on. Come on. Ah. Go home. Or go to the hospital. Your choice. In Russia, you kill nothing. Shoot him! My ghost jammed! I give you good life. This is how you repay me. It's not going to end well. Do you know how to drive? No! as soon as possible. How did he keep finding us? It's a helicopter. Shoot! I'm no trouble when I see it. His name's Kane. Ask anybody around here. He's into everything. You're not run forever. Already did. Yay! <laughs> it looks like an adventure, an adventure full of excitement. It's a fast mover. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, it, it's uh, it moves well. It moves fast. It starts right away. So right off the bat, you know, uh, there there's a lot to. Uh, you look natural. You look natural reading up. Oh, thank you. That, that, that means a lot. That really does mean a lot. Because, you know, I, I got a story, you know, uh, again, you know, through this process that we go through to try to 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 just kind of get somewhere, to follow our passions, to follow our dreams. You know, we, we come across a lot of naysayers. We come across a lot of people that, that will push us to the side. And uh, there was a, a time when, when I was a little bit newer at this that they were trying to get Keanu Reeves 
manager to try to manage me. And and his comment to uh, about me was, why the hell would I waste my time on somebody who's not going to make any money for me? Why the hell would I do that? Fortunately, that's the business, John. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and there's a degree I understand that. So a year and a half later, I got a call and saying, you know, from from my uh, agent at the time, hey, you know, we, we got this part for you. You know, it, it's it's a small dialogue, not a very big part, but but it's, it's visible and, and you'll be working with the lead actor. I said, oh, great, fantastic. Let's let's do this. And I said, what's the project name? They said, well, it's, it's called Ice Cream. I said, okay. I've never heard a movie called Ice Cream before. <laughs> I said, you know what? Uh, let's let's go for this. I go on set and, and come to find out that the movie is Matrix 4 and the scenes with Keanu Reeves. So, you know, Keanu Reeves and I had a great scene together. And uh, I mean, they cut it from the, the overall film. But uh, we had this great scene together. And, and, and just looking in hindsight, you know, his manager said, you know, it never- comes around. Exactly, exactly right. Exactly nice right. Nice is just a fake name because they don't want you to know what you're working on so you don't tell anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I call that deception. That's the way it is, though. Uh, today, years ago, I, I hate to be an old bag, you know, but when you get old, John, you'll be like me. You'll talk about how wonderful today was. <laughs> uh, years ago, we had a thing called a script. <clears throat> yep. You know what a script is? Something you read that tells you about the film you're going to be in. Exactly. And we 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 lived by the script. Today, I mean, I knew the name of the movie. We had pre-production. We had pre-publicity. They would do big, big thing about them, like that kind of woman that I was in with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter. My mm-hmm. God, the publicity on that. Romance in Central Park, Grand Central. I mean, they went all over the place with that movie, which wasn't a really good movie either. But we, we were open about it. Today, yeah. Ron, you're going to be in a movie, but you can't tell anybody. What's exactly. It? Oh, I can't tell you the title yet. Uh, well, what do I play? Well, not yet. Well, then stick the script up your butt. Because <laughs> what do you do? You know, I, mean, I have no time for games. I'm 83. I don't have much time to fool around. You know, I've got to go to work fast. And it stinks. Because yeah. if they only knew the value of, uh, oh, you know what? I really love the audacity they have to think that that script is so wonderful that yeah. they steal it. Meanwhile, you got to pay somebody to steal it because it's a stinkeroo. So just- Actually, you don't have too many stinkeroos. I went down your IMDb and checked everything out. Like, because everybody usually, ha- everybody's got to have one or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've got a Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I was pretty impressed that you're, you, don't have, you, you don't have too many stinkeroos because, like, everybody, I mean, even the biggest stars have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah I mean, you, you, you work. You have to work. And, and, you know, you say yes to something that you kind of go, oh, this is going to be. You know, hell. <laughs> Sometimes you think it's going to be good too, and it ends up that everybody's an idiot. No, you know what happens? You know what happens? I find when I I've spoken to actors over the years about this. I say, how come you took that lemon? You know what, Ron? I read it with my own imagination. Yes. My mistake. I should have read it as it was going to be directed. So, in other words, if I'm going to play a superhero with a cape. I see myself as this handsome young guy with a cape. Meanwhile, when I shoot it, they see this demented old queen in a cape. 
So, no, I have. It doesn't play well, John. Actually, well. My favorite, one of my favorite actors of all time is Lance Henriksen. I'm a huge fan. Uh, yeah. I've met him many, many times. And the first time I met him, I talked about some movie that he did. And I was like, so what actually happened with that movie? Because that movie was a real fucking stinker. It was terrible. And he's like, he's like, you know, I had to make my alimony payments. So he took it for the alimony Lots of payments. times that happens. Yeah, absolutely. Too many actors make mistakes because they get a shitload of money, and yeah. it, it ruins their their. Uh, it's it's not. Listen, we are in a business where we're judged constantly. Always, absolutely. We're not Always. judged once. One hundred percent right. Over yeah. and all over. the time. And there's a saying that we used to say in my day: "You're as good as your last performance." <clears throat> Ever hear that one? Yeah, that make, and that makes a lot of sense. You're only as good as your last performance, which yeah. means if you won an Academy Award, you're going to make some money. But yeah. if you own a lemon, you're lucky yeah, to get hired. The bouncer, I think, looks really good. So here's a question I like to ask all the actors that come on. Yeah. Um, and it's a two-part question. Uh, and so here it is. So number the first part of the question is male and female actor that you would love to work with. They could be living or dead. And then the second part of the question is, if you could have ever been in any movie ever made, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Wow. Well, that, that's, you know, that's a question. I've been asked that before. And. Oh, and that's somebody stealing my question because I started that question. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it for 15 years. Okay. No, yeah, I, I would have to say that's exactly what they, they, they did. You know what? That, that is. I mean, I think the cliche answer would be to work uh, with somebody like Robert De Niro, you know, uh, somebody like that. You know, somebody who's dedicated their life to the art of of portraying real life situations and the, the emotion that's behind every scene and, and, and whether it be intense, whether it be subtle, whether it be, uh, you know, indifferent. De Niro to me always, you know, where, where a lot of actors will progress to production, will progress to writing, will progress to directing. He wants to just be a good, a great actor. He's so he's dedicated his life to just this one art form and, and, and to, and for me to be a part of his kind of world, but more to learn, you know, I, again, for me, Every person. Oh, so, oh, so give us a female one. A female, my goodness. Uh, a great. Oh, there's so many great female actors. Meryl oh, Streep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. Oh, you know, okay. You're right. You, you're. I mean, like that's the first name that will pop in my head. That's the first <laughs> name. <laughs> Only because PR made yeah. it that way. Yeah, Streep is no better than a lot of actresses. Angela Lansbury. For one, yeah. or Betty Davis, or 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 my favorite, who is um, uh, Doherty, Michelle oh, Doherty. Uh, he loves Michelle Doherty. Michelle Doherty is a far better actress than yeah. she is. But we've programmed ourselves to believe that Pacino, De Niro, and she are the best actors around. Not yeah. true. Not true. You <laughs> know. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just finish. If they all got the same script. And we had to vote who is best. Then you can tell. 
But if Meryl Streep gets a wonderful script and and Julie Andrews gets a a lousy script, you know, see, it's about this. That's why the Academy Awards is bullshit, because it's for the best performance in a movie. Yes. But could we see somebody else in that movie to do just as good? Mm -hmm. This is the only thing I don't like about our business is the hype. And why they get $15 million a picture is a little obscene. No one on this planet is worth yeah. $15 million unless he discovers a cure for AIDS and cancer. Yeah. Then yeah. I give him the $15 million. But a stupid actor who is nothing more than just a narcissistic person who wants to say, look at me, look at me. Should get fifteen million is being the fact it. that we have to and have Robert De Niro has ruined his career. Yeah, by going public and saying "f you Trump, f you Trump, f you Trump" three times, <laughs> it showed that he was not a man of integrity or smart because he went public with his uh, beliefs, politics, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and disrespectful to the president of the United States, which didn't sit well with millions and millions of people. So you yeah. have. Be careful in our business. Your image is important, and you have to. Hang on, though, because I want to hear what he has no, to say. No, I know, but I'm, I'm, listen, listen, <laughs> we only have four more minutes, and I want to hear his oh, on show. <laughs> this is how I get stuff out of the guests. I know, but I want to know, like, so okay, so would you have picked Meryl Streep? Is that who you would have picked? You know, you know, I mean, it's one of the names that comes that comes up. Uh, but but to Ron's point, I have worked with, and I have you know seen. So many people do amazing performances. I mean, just uh, DiCaprio, Leo DiCaprio. My God, his versatility and what he's able to do. Uh, even Brad Pitt. You know, um, a lot of people. You know, he's an. Un- I think he's an underrated actor because his performance in the movie Seven, when he, he was yeah. great in that movie. I don't think he's a great actor, but he was great in that movie. Right. In that, yeah, that yeah. just to convey what he had to, to find out at the, the end scene, you know, that, that his, that his um, wife was killed and his unborn child was killed. And is it happening? Is it really true? Are you lying? I mean, in all the, the, the emotions that one would feel, I thought that was amazingly conveyed. It's easy to play tragedy. Tragedy is yeah. very easy to play, mm. but getting an audience to be interested in you by being sort of mediocre is mm. the, as a real actor. I, wow. I mean, an actor is screaming and yelling and in pain and crying. That's, any anybody could do that. Most women, when they're married, do that to their husbands to get something. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so what movie would you have liked to have been in? Good question. Oh, man, there's just so many iconic movies, you know. Uh, you know, again, since, since I was back from the time of Bruce Lee, you know, Enter the Dragon was, was just a yeah. big, you know, rock, you know, just box office hit. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, he, he, he passed away before he could see his true success, you know, in, in, uh, in, in Legend of the Films. But, um, you know, The Godfather, just the, the subtleties of The Godfather in, in every scene, um, We've had a lot of people from The Godfather. Oh, Duval, Pacino, you know, just the the just Duval just did an amazing job in that yeah. film. Uh, you know, just those kind of iconic movies. 
coming coming from Brooklyn, I lived it, so to me it didn't mean a damn thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's this? How about, how about I throw this at you? Uh, how would you like to have played in Streetcar Named Desire? Oh, I would love it. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Um, Marlon Brando. I mean, just that's an actor. That was an actor. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, you when an actor when they can make you feel emotional, mm -hmm. they, they, they produce an emotional response uh, as a viewer and you could emp empathize for how they're feeling at that moment in time, they did their job. They did their job. You know, and Brando was amazing at that. You just, his subtleties, you know, and Ron, to your point, his subtleties, just the the... His coolness, his coolness. Yes, absolutely. He was an Love evil, cool, evil person in that. I, How do you yeah. feel about method acting? You know, method acting, it, it depends. You know, um, to, to a degree, I mean, that was my training, uh, the Stanislavski method acting. And when you approach that, essentially what you're doing is you're utilizing a lot of your own personal uh, events of your life and, and, and putting them into the scenes. And um, for me, that's been very helpful for me, especially, yeah, I did a, a movie called Demon Fighter and and uh, in one scene, I, I'm exercising demons from a, from a child and, and I'm losing. I'm, I'm losing this child. This, this child's dying in front of me. Back in the day, I lost my best friend. My best friend was killed. He pulled her. And so, uh, you know, it, it took me back to being in the hospital, uh, saying goodbye to my best friend. And, and unbeknownst to me, all of those emotions and those feelings came back to that scene, that moment in that scene. And, and it, couldn't have been, it couldn't have been more real. And that, that's what you're going to say. And that scene had to be very honest. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was. Who's I, that? Who's that's, that's, that's Astro. Astro, my seven-pound rescue baby boy. Oh, I love it. We have dogs. three dogs, but we have so. All right, so hold on, you guys. This is John Ozuna. You Ozuna, <clears throat> Ozuna. You can follow <laughs> me on Instagram, John underscore Ozuna. Uh, I told Max when Andromeda Wars comes out, we do like a cast show. So probably we'll have you back, and, and we'll have everybody from the right. cast on and do a show to promote it when it comes out. Uh, I love Max. He's great. We want to thank you for coming on. Best of luck. Thank with you, guys. Hey, I love you guys. It was you know, a nice visit. I enjoyed it. Oh, you know, you know, uh, you know, Jimmy, Ron. You know, I, I love you guys. You guys with the, oh, the time. Oh, we're on the right track to becoming a super duper actor. Yeah. You thank you so much for for this time. And you guys are. And don't let anybody tell. Don't you, let anybody tell you. Don't you ever let anybody. Don't ever let anybody tell you again that you can't be an actor or shouldn't be an actor. There's two words for them, and it ain't Merry Christmas, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, thank you so much. We'll see right. you. Love you guys. Bye. You guys take care. We'll see you. All right. Imagine people telling you you shouldn't be an actor. I mean, that's he's disgusting. got a lot of good credits, too, so it's stupid. I mean, yeah, but that's nerve of people. That's jealousy. They say don't be an actor. Be a jerk like me. That's what they want, like themselves. All right, so we're going to bring on our next guest now. Let's bring him on. Let's see if we can see. Bring on Steve, Juan.
Oh, there he, oh, he's, he's, he's all into the sports thing. So I don't even know who the fuck that is. Like, who is that? It's Hurst. Hey. Who is that, though? Tell us who it is for all of us people who that's don't know okay. sports. That's the Detroit Lions. Okay, the Detroit my Lions. Team, my team, since I was, since I can remember, and I'll give you a little bit of, little bit of history on this thing. Uh, I'll cut a bitch if they go against my Detroit Lions. <laughs> no, I got news for you. I, I've got. I'm a loyal fan. Like they're they have a losing record forever. This year they're six and two, and uh, I got I got friends out there in Detroit because uh, I'm from Windsor originally, and uh, I've been a Windsor. loyal 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 fan for a long long time. Is Windsor in Michigan? Windsor Park. Is Windsor in Michigan? Windsor is across from Detroit, right across the bridge. Okay, but and nobody knows. You're from Canada now, so fuck that. <laughs> no, no, one, no one in the history of baseball that's will not. ever beat the Brooklyn Dodgers. Football. That's football. That's football. Oh, well, that's how much <laughs> I know about sports. But well, hang on a second. The Detroit Tigers have done very well against, <laughs> against uh, the Dodgers. Yeah. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actor, producer, writer, acting coach, uh, all kinds of things, superstars in the entertainment industry. Steve Basic, hello, and welcome back to the Jimmy Star Show. Yeah. Hey, everybody. What's going on? So well, happy to have you, guys. What's going on with you since we last had you? Well, this beautiful strike. <laughs> what? Two strikes. Uh, we've had the writer's strike and then the oh, actor's strike. Don't even bring it up. I'm sick over it. Oh, my God. I can't stand it. I want it to be over. I, really I know. I know. And, and oh, first, like, wait, wait, say hi to everybody in the chat room because they're all like. interrupt him when he's saying something important. No, I want him to say hi the so strike, everybody knows. The strike is more important than people in the chat room. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Well, if, we, if we continue to strike, there's no show, then there's no chat room. So go ahead, Steve. No, that's okay. I'll, I'll say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. There you, you go. Know, now go okay. on. What do you What do you think? You think your strike's going to be over? They They threatened us. Not threatened. They said that it's supposed to be over now. They're negotiating it as we speak. Yeah, I, I can't. Somebody I, said that's baloney. You know what's funny? I because it's been going on. What's this? June or May? Yeah, and I heard. I heard September, and then. We were supposed to. So well, now they said they're negotiating right at this moment. Today, a deal yeah. is on the table, and somebody who knows a lot about it said, "Ron, don't believe it. They want to get all of the members upset to go and, and pick it more." We had two different responses. Somebody else who's in the know told us that they thought it was going to be done by November eighth, and everybody else is saying next year. So we don't really know. I yeah. can't believe it. I've they're heard- ruining our business. You know, they're destroying. Hollywood. Yeah, I heard. I heard a lot. I heard about. I was at a convention in Maryland about a month ago, and uh, one of the guests was telling. She's part of the board. She said, "Oh yeah, a couple weeks. You know, end of September." Then I've heard from other producers. You know, we're looking at January probably before we go back to work, but we'll see. I mean, it's 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 like COVID was one thing, and there's a whole other animal. So. Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot at stake here with AI, and uh, yeah, it's it, terrible. Too many people that we know, young people. Uh, I mean, are losing their homes. They can't pay their car payment. It's terrible. Yeah, it, yeah. No. Real estate is all over the place now, for sale, for sale, for sale. 
Yeah. No, it's it's killing us up here in, in British Columbia as well, and it's affecting um, affected a lot of people. And 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 you know, again, some people survived COVID, and now this happens. And so, yeah, a lot of people are losing their homes. But you know, let's not get too depressed, though. Well, it's just, no, it's going to get better. I have I yeah. have several films that are like ready to go, so I need yeah. I, I need right. the strike to be over. So I have a question: When you go do those conventions, because I met Steve, you guys at a convention. To, it was a long time ago, two thousand like five or six or something. It was a really long time ago. Yeah. Um, he doesn't look any older either than he did then. Um, good lighting. <laughs> yeah, good lighting. So I have a question though: What is it? What is the thing that everybody like when you go to the conventions? What is it everybody want to like get your to meet you from? What? What is the most popular thing from? from I think, uh, I think uh, uh, there's a lot of looky loos for X X Men. Yeah, that's a good one for me. It was a question that would kill me. Well, why weren't you in X3? You know, because you get a little glimmer of me in X2, I think. And uh, I get a lot of that. Uh, but mostly, I'll say Stargate and then Andromeda. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. Cause, yeah. Because I remember so that. They're not, you know, most, most of them are sci-fi. I don't go to a – I've been doing a lot of Hallmark. And uh, we're, we were actually supposed to do uh, – we are supposed to do a second – where it's a series of movies – uh, uh, Aurora Tea Garden, but it's like yeah. 2008. It's a prequel to to the. It did about 17 of those, and uh, I've become a member of that cast. So we did we did one. We we're supposed to do a second one in July, but then the strike happened. So then we we're supposed to get a waiver for September, but the waiver didn't happen. So now we're waiting to see what's going to happen in the in the future. So, uh, and then I got a, a a horror film, which we're we're supposed to do back back east. That same thing. We're waiting on a waiver, and uh, it's all going to come at one time. It's all going to come at one. And your, and your werewolf movie, buddy. Yes, in my werewolf movie, I got a bunch of things I'm actually like working on. Uh, so, real quick, say hi to Cindy, Cindy Lady Lake, because she's like the biggest Hallmark. Hey, I don't even know if she realizes that you're in all those Hallmark movies, but she all the time puts out stuff that she's watching Hallmark. So, just say hi to Cindy. She's one of my dearest friends. Hey, Cindy, um, how you doing? And uh, she's what's, what's Cindy's cool. handle? What's her? What's her? Uh, uh, she goes by Lady Lake Music because she's a musical. Oh, cool. That's how we met on Twitter as a music promoter, and we've been friends for. I asked her already about her name, Lake. I said, okay. you know, do, do you live in a lake? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a good question. Does she? No, I like. No, her, like, she said it. that she took the name. I forgot. So you play in X two, you're Beast, right? That's right. I have all kinds of Beast action figures in my oh, collection. Beast. Beast. It was this close. It was this close to being blue. Uh, we're that close to doing the CGI. Brian Singer wanted to bring me back to test it. Was was possibly going to be at right at the very end, a little teaser. What's to come? But I think I may have mentioned this. I was doing a film in Toronto, and I, you know, we asked for, you know, a certain amount of money and a, and a business class ticket to come back to Vancouver, and they're just like, eh, that's no, okay. Listen, I have to. Just an idea. Steve, I have to hold you for a minute. Sure. Engineer, we need his last name up. Oh, no, Steve wrote his name in there, not the engineer. He didn't write his last name. Why didn't you want your cops are after you? <laughs> we want people to know who you are. Steve Basic. He can actually, hey, Juan, put up his Instagram put, and then it'll be Put up there. his full name, please. I don't think he can do it. Only Steve can do it. And he has to go out to do it. So it can't be done. Yeah, no, it's okay. Engineer can do it. I don't know Steve if he can or didn't not. put up his own name. Yes, he does. We all put up our name when you enter the studio. I didn't put my name. I know. Up. I put it there. I'm suing you. <laughs> yeah. I saw that option, but I was there running. There, no, there we, we go. We okay. 
Otherwise, nobody's going to know who you are unless you give your name. Okay. Unless you have a beard. You know, when you're in a beard, you're, you're, yeah, hiding, beard you're hiding from the police. All right, so you guys, uh, yeah, guys. pretty basic. And, and so he's got a few new things going on. We're going to play a trailer and talk about one of his movies in a minute. Um, and then the last time he was on, he had a movie that we talked about, but then it wasn't playing anywhere that we could find it. So now it's playing places. But I told him I would plug his new thing because he's a great actor. You guys, he's been in so many huge things. I mean, just like brag a little wonder with Jennifer. I mean, with uh, Julia Roberts, cold zone, Blackway. I love Blackway. five souls, the tooth fairy, the Marine three stargate continuum. Good luck. Chuck, uh, the final storm with Lauren Holly and Luke Perry. I love that. Uh, uh, the Virginian. Anyway, he's been in plus all these TV shows and all these Hallmark movies. So now he is launching, uh, the actor's gym and he's going to be giving acting lessons, so give a little plug for it and tell us a little bit about it. Well, again, with I, I, I did a lot of coaching. Uh, I was helping create a program uh, up in uh, northern British Columbia, uh, and uh, it was it was for education and opportunity for for the. I, I hope I'm getting this right. The indigenous community and whoever else wanted to study, and we're, we're we had a, a million dollars promised to us to start the education process. I had never wanted to get into the teaching or coaching side of it, but uh, uh, through a friend, we I introduced Adam Beach to some people, and they were very excited about potentially doing a, a film. We we got the rights to a book. Long story short, they needed some training, so I got talked into doing an acting class, and I created a six-week program where I got to know the students. We, they all did a little bit of writing about themselves, and at the end of it, we created a, a little short film. Long story short, uh, the producer that brought me up there turned out to be a bit of a con man. <laughs> and, uh, I don't have any of those anyway. <laughs> no, not in Hollywood. Not in Hollywood. Oh, so, never. So, the, the good. The good news was that uh, we. You, I I saw positive changes in all the students, and they they were like I had people from the fa their families coming up and saying, "I don't know what you did to Ed, but he's finally opened up." He's smiling again. And I was just being goofy. And I was, I, I, I just basically created through my 20 years, at 25 years of knowledge at that point, uh, what, do I, what I would want to see if I was getting into the business. And, and so from that, my agent had asked me, she knew I was going away every weekend. And she says, I got a new kid. Would you coach her? And I was like, I don't coach kids, but sure, why not? And uh, she ended up getting on the Spielberg series, The Whispers, as one of the leads. And then I got her to another show, and then I coached Anna Cathcart for her first episode, and now she's a big Netflix star. And I had a lot of success with a lot of different people, and uh, but I was doing one-on-ones, and then I got into a class. I, I had enough people asking about me, so I created a class. But it was never something that I really was that aggressive about. Like I don't, I don't even, I don't even have my Instagram, the Actors Gym. There's no posts. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, yeah. Do you believe as I believe? You either got it or you don't. You're never going to learn it. No, no. I used to. I used to. So I had this one student, and she was from musical theater, 15 years old. And I'm thinking, there's now she's she's uh, she's just graduating from uh, Cap University. She's uh, going into producing. Uh, the habits that they had for film and television, they don't work. It's too big, too much, you know, you're, you're, you're eating up all the furniture. And I thought, there's no way, but you know, I'm not going to discourage her. I'm going to work with her. I have a four-step process. 
she applied herself and within about nine months to a year she's the one that was the example like you know we tape it which show people and she was so still and so good and but the timing for her was wrong that's sometimes the issue she didn't have the the right look for the time now she would do i think quite well if she went back at it so now, uh, i do think i do think people what i like to do is find out um when i work with someone if they allow me i i get to know them a little bit right so you can't go into another character unless you know who you are so I gotta, and, and sometimes I don't even know who they are. Sometimes I will see things that they don't—they're not aware of. Like if they're hitting up a, a certain roadblock and they can't get past their acting, like I'm acting all the time. So my my goal is to figure out who they are, get them nice and simple, and then from there we expand. So then you don't believe in method. Method? Ay ay ay. I mean, I think it works for. Depends on what you're doing. Depends on like if it's. For me, I'm collaborative, you know? Yes. And it, you gotta, it depends on how much time you're gonna take away from the production and how much time you're gonna take away from other actors. So if you're, it's a big production and you got time and you can be in character all the time. And it, you know, they say, oh, well, don't, I care about the other actor. I care about the other person's opinion. Not because I need to be liked, but because I believe you get your best stuff when you collaborate. That's my opinion. And the, the unfortunate thing is we don't get a chance to rehearse that much anymore. But if it's a big production. He hates that. He hates, do you, because uh, you work on really, uh, that you don't get to rehearse hardly enough. I, I, I can't even believe that he said that. I mean, to me, this is an insane business. <laughs> How do you have the nerve to go on a set without a bit of rehearsal <laughs> to understand for one moment what you and the other fella are doing. Wait, I have a question, It's though. obscene. Uh, wait, wait I want to just finish something. I, I am a good actor. You know why? I disappear, and the character comes. Right. And you know why my training? All those years performing as a female impersonator, when I had to become this Jane Russell, a beautiful mm -hmm. woman, and I mm -hmm. was, all woman, as much as a man I am as a man. It took such thought. It took such training. Woman's voice. I sang in a woman's voice. I became a woman. Okay? You have to know how to use your tools. That's right. If you don't use your tools correctly, you're flat. You're That's a line right. reader. I have worked with line readers, and I wanted to scream he wants scream. to scream every time. Have you ever worked with line readers? Like when they feed you the line? No. no. An, All actor, they do is an actor who stands there saying, and now I'm going to shoot you because <laughs> it's time to shoot you. So please do not, do not move while I shoot you. Bang, bang. Look, now you're dead. That's a line yeah. reader. I could, yeah. I, listen, you know how come they're there? They pay money to be in the movie. Okay. Uh, well, look, he, does, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to be in those. He doesn't no, work no, no, no. I mean, listen, listen. We all do. We all do. Look it. I've seen brilliant actors in shitty films. Yes, and, and I've seen shitty performances from everybody. So I, I, I you know, you got to give a little bit of grace. Uh, and you know what's cool about that is, if we if we're trying to be perfect all the time, right? We're not. We're going to shut down. 
And the greatest thing, the greatest challenge for anybody is to open themselves up and be authentic in that moment, whether whether what you're whether you're doing right. So I had this one agent who said uh, the camera loves insanity and they love vulnerability. Now, what part? There's so many. I, I'm hearing so much bullshit. Sorry if I can, you know, I'll say bullshit. No, it's okay. There's teachers up here. There's teachers up here with full classes. They're like cults, and they don't believe. They think that all you got to do is show up and 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 spew out your your spirit or your energy. I'm like, they don't work. It doesn't work. If you're doing maybe a whole movie, sure. If you want to do a motivational video, sure. But if you want to be a professional actor and have respect for the craft, like that's what I believe in. I believe that it's a craft. And I think that you're the tool. You got to learn how to use this tool. But start with yourself first. Accept yourself. Figure out who you are, accept who you are, and then share who you are. That's the that is the hardest thing for any human being to do. Nobody wants to look inside and figure out because they don't like who they are. Most people don't like it. I go, it's cool. You are great. Like this is all fucked up as it is. Can I say fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you can. We do, we, we're trying to clean up the show a little. Oh. But we say fuck every now and then. So okay, wait, so, back to what you said before, though. So like, because well, you, I, I want to get into wait, this wait, wait. with him. You work on a, wait, wait, wait. You don't know what you're talking about. I do about. know what I'm talking you're about. You're not an actor. You work and on the a, stink is an actor. You, high five. You work, high five. Make up. High five. High five. We're fine. You work on a you work on a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. the big stuff. A lot of big stuff. So even when you do those, you know, bigger things that you've done, like. Like when you did Wonder, I mean, that had like fucking like a list, everybody a list, biggest actors in the world. Like, do they rehearse? Do you get to rehearse on those, or are those you just? Yeah, get- yeah. On on some of those, and 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 then on on Wonder, for example, with Manny Patinka, the director, uh, kind of like Manny had this monologue he wanted to do, and and it wasn't even part of the the script, but it was it was the uh, the essence of the scene. You know, it it dealt with discrimination and bias and all those things. And it was a, he just did a diatribe and he just, whoo, and I was just sitting there watching this. I'm going, wow, this is great. And and then you go that freedom. I was going to swear again, but that freedom to do that was <laughs> for me. That, that's so it's, there's a selfishness that we all have as a performer, but to be able to have that selfishness contained and delivering it within this little window. I don't think it's selfishness at all, Steve. But there's I, nothing wrong with being selfish. I don't think it's a bad thing. Talent. I would never call you selfish as an actor. I would say you have talent and you know how to project. And if you call that selfishness, well, okay. But a good actor knows how to project it, to sell it, to get it to go. If you do not become the character, you are not an actor. You must feel, eat, and be. Why I won't work in a movie if they don't rehearse? Because I never saw it. But if I rehearse, I've seen the scene in my mind's eye, right? And I know what I'm doing. And I know what he's saying, whether he's a good actor or a bad actor. I know what my deal is. I know what I have to maneuver. Well, can can I, to to your, oh, sorry, go ahead. But I would not call what you said selfish at all. Oh, no, no. But what I'm saying saying as a, as a, like humans as a species are, first, biologically, we have to be a little selfish. Actors are especially indulgent. Yes. This business attracts a lot of that. It attracts a lot of good. It attracts a lot of bad. 
But I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that as long as you learn how to hone it and be listening to each other. So it's not just about my words. I work with so many actors. Pause. They wait for your pause to start talking. I'm like, you're not listening to me because now you're talking over my pause because I was about to do something else. No, 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 no. I agree with that. I, yeah. I, I was listening to something else. No, it, it's all uh, what you say, I say, definitely. Uh, if you are a one band man, a one man band, yeah. it shows. It's called acting and you have to listen to the other actor and respond. And if the actor stinks and doesn't give you the energy here, for instance, I played a New York cop that went to Pennsylvania to push people around because I was a brute. All right. There's a scene in the woods where the star of the movie that couldn't act his way out of a paper bag. I'm fighting with him. And I'm, I'm going to do a little bit. Don't tell me that your brother was killed. I know you're lying. There's something out in that woods. There's something out in that woods, you son of a bitch. And you know what he turned around and said to me? Right? And you could see it. It's in the movie. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm really upset. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at the director. I said, oh, dear God in heaven, this is going to be a comedy. It's supposed yeah. to be a horror movie. Because yeah. he didn't act. He didn't give me the, the he should have said, fuck you. You know what I mean? Give me, give it back. And when an actor doesn't give it back, the scene is ruined. And if the director is stupid and doesn't see that and tell that fellow actor, hey, get with the program. Yeah. I, I just, shit. I, I'm not going to name the movie, but I just, I just watched the movie Big Cast. <laughs> And I'm like, why did this movie fail? It failed miserably. And, and technically, you couldn't hear anything they were saying. Uh, the writing was all over the place. The acting was disconnected. It, none of it read as, as real or authentic. Huge cast. Huge. What movie and, was it? I'm, I, I'm not going to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say. If ever I have a character I might do that reviews movies, I'll okay. talk about it. But, um, but so, so, you know, that could be, we could go... That was the actor, but it could have been the editor and it could have been the director just didn't have the courage to take these A-listers and pull them in, right? Because sometimes they're not allowed to do that. So like, this is the most fearful time for, for actors. You're not allowed to be an actor anymore. Everyone's so, <laughs> everyone's so scared. It's like, Thank this you is big balls. Thank I'm you an actor. It's like, I'm not here to try to be a political statement. I'm not here to be anything but entertaining and as real as I can possibly be. If I want to go into politics or social justice, you know, that's a different story, you know, which, you know, that's, that's, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Back to your statement, you're not allowed to be an actor anymore. And yeah. I agree with you 101%. And guess what's suffering? The audiences. The audience is suffering and the projects are suffering because they're because friends. all I watch on television is this woke shit. <laughs> all right? Yeah. What make it political? You have to have a Chinese, a black, an Asian, a guy from the moon, a Martian. Don't make it that way because in 1750, we didn't have black people dressed up in gowns with white wigs with Marie Antoinette. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have history the way it was. There's nothing wrong with the black history. It's a marvelous history because one of the greatest movies, television movies was ever made was Roots. Yeah. And Roots was about the black culture. 
But if you had made roots with a bunch of white people, it wouldn't have really gone over very well. It would have been racist. It's a yeah. racist thing. So let's so, leave history alone. If so I, think, I think what's interesting is I think what's interesting is that uh, people don't really pay attention to history. So everyone can be implicated as guilty, no matter yeah. what your culture, no matter what your orientation, no matter whatever you want to call it. Every Every one of us, every one of those groups can be implicated. And so now we've got a we've got this movement which is doing exactly what they're against. Exactly. So there's discrimination more prevalent now. And I go back and look at movies in the 80s and 90s and thousands. There wasn't a great representation, but there was a representation. And I think that it it dilutes uh it, it doesn't do a service to anybody. It, I, I, I'm like I said, my first program when I was when I started teaching was for inclusion, and I wanted to build a strong base for people to succeed. And we're, we're and it's not up to me. Like right now, I I accept what is okay. I'll, I, it's, why would I struggle with what's going on on the planet right now? It's it's horrible. There's a horrible horrible shit. I'll accept it, but it doesn't mean I need to be part of it. Right. You know, I can still live and I can still believe. Like, are you my brother? Maybe. No, I was going to go back to like, Steve. Sorry? We think exactly alike. That makes it right. Because a lot of people think like this. I think so too. Yeah. But um, like I said, you know, I just want to be in a movie that's called entertainment. Yeah. That's all I want to entertain people. I want people to enjoy whatever it is that we all do on that celluloid. You know what I mean? The marker for me, the marker for me to say that's a good movie or a bad movie used to be, did it affect me? As 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 a story. Right. Whether it was I was joyful or if I was horrified, like for example, Seven. Great movie. We were talking about there. Yeah, we yeah, we were talking about it earlier with the other guy. Earlier. I, oh, okay. I was watching that. It was daytime. And I come out of the theater. Thank God it was daytime. I was so depressed by it. And I was like, wow. I was so, oh, my whole, it was visceral. And I was like, thank you. Because <laughs> it, it was so, I was happy how much it affected me. No, it was it so great. It wasn't a beautiful feeling at all. No. So, great no, movie. it's not a, a feel, we need a lot. Listen, I wrote a movie. It's a feel-good movie. And I know it's going to be a hit because it has a lot of good shit in it that we need today. And the people that need what my movie has to offer will eat it up alive. We are sick and tired of gray costumes in a gray room with broken, filthy furniture, bummy-looking animal people, rude, crude, and mass, and killing, shooting, chopping, bleeding. We're tired of that. If we want to see that, we could watch the war in Israel. We don't have to go to the theater to see it. We need lively movies, encouraging movies, and movies to make politicians change their rotten ways. Maybe a movie that'll make our country wake up and realize that we're in a lot of trouble. We need to be educated through film, but well, not educated in the sense of dividing us. Yeah, I have never, listen, I've, I've been in the business 100 years. I've had black friends that were actors. I still have them. And we never had a problem. You know, they knew that they were black and they were limited in the parts they were going to get. 
and they were grateful for what they got. We white people used to feel sometimes it was wrong. Maybe the, the maid could have had a couple of lines more than Yasm. You know, Yasm's. You're talking about low like, 50 years ago. I'm talking ago, about I mean, when, well, in the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, well, when I was, it's changed I, a lot from I, that. I'm in the movie since 1950. So come on. Um, Hang on a second, because we only have 10 minutes, no, and I've got something uh, that we have to I go wanna, over. This guy is good. I want to wind him up. We only have 10 minutes left? Yeah, we only have 10 minutes left. It's going really it's fast. So fast. Oh, my God. This is, I, guys, I had a list of things I wanted to hit. I know. Go. We'll go. No, go. no, I've got a list of things to hit. First of all, you guys, the last time Steve was on, we were talking about a haunting at Silver Falls. Just to let everybody know, it's now available. You can see it on Tubi, Tubi Amazon, Roku, and Vizio. He has Ooh. another be called Alter, and we don't know where it was before because we tried to get it and it's not there. Now it's on Tubi, Amazon, and Google, and we've got the trailer and we're going to play it real quick. So you introduced the trailer for Alter. We're going to play it, then we'll come back and we'll have Steve, a few minutes. Steve, we're going to have you back soon. He loves after, you. The new, after the new year, you're coming back because we have to continue our, our conversation. Okay, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll have my second... I have some issues with my editor for my second film. It's hopefully going to be done this week, and... Yeah. Uh, Right, we'll talk about that one, but absolutely. But introduce Alter for us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Well, actually, boys and girls should leave the room because Alter's adult only. Uh, Alter. <laughs> there is a thin veil between sanity and insanity. Nature has given us ways to protect ourselves, putting up walls, changing the meaning, losing all memory. But what if? What if the walls kept crashing down? What if you remember? Could you do what you needed to do to survive? Hello, police. Is that your vehicle out front? Can I ask why you're interested? A car matching that make and model was involved in an abduction. Hey. Sorry, I really gotta get home. There's a $20 reward. My name and number's on this card. I didn't want to call me. I don't know what you think I did, but it wasn't me. It's your call. Please, no. 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 <laughs> Ah! <laughs> 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 
Walter, you guys. So it's actually Whoa. available on Tubi, Amazon, and Google. So tell me what happens. <laughs> so I found that guy on the street, and like I said, I could bring, I could make anybody an actor. <laughs> you look good. You look good on camera. If you wanted that movie to be a real hit, when you're at the sink naked, you should have had the camera go four inches lower. I got yeah, I heard that a lot. Because <laughs> no, that, that's the new thing. But, but, no. but I got I got I I got it. No, that's the new thing. Women have been showing all their cleavage and naked shots. And the women said, we're not going to do a film unless the men are naked with us. So yeah. now the new thing is nudity in men. Well, I have news for you. Some guys are gifted and they're going <laughs> to they're going to be superstars. And the ones that are like Mickey Mouse or, or Button Button, who's got the button? They're gonna have to use a prosthetic. It's it's um it's it, the the room was cool. Is it true? The room was cool. It's cool. No, it's cool. no really. It's gonna happen. I, I I don't know. I mean, I I have a clause in every contract for any any project. I have to do full frontal. <laughs> no, 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 no. What they're gonna show now? No. What they're gonna do now is bring yeah. the the when women have their bosoms hanging out. Now they're going to have men in tight pants and they're going to do sort of a, a swing cr crotch shot and then up okay. because you have to equalize it. And I think this is... Have you shown your ass in the movie? I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. That, I had, you want to hear something funny? Huh? Yeah. So I, I was in a show called The Guard and my character is dating someone who's a nudist and they, they do, she invites him up for a date. It's nudist bingo. And uh, I had to show my ass. And uh, <laughs> one of my friends, one of my friends at the gym, he goes, my mother was watching the guard and she's an old Croatian lady. And they said, it was, she goes, they should have stayed there a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I could tell he was Croatian by the shape of his ass. I'm like, okay. I don't, you know, even, even if I were 25, I don't think I'd do a nude. I don't know. I, you know, for me, it doesn't. For me, it's about well, does it do anything to enhance story? I don't care. Like, I don't think that any anything gratuitous is necessary for the sake of showing it. But if it tells the story, then I'm all for it. But uh, can I give a real great? Like, I sent you guys posted a photo. Okay. Remember that photo you used with it with the prayer hands? Yes. Can I can I plug that photographer? Yeah, plug him real quick. You guys, that's the picture that we used on the promo, uh, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Rosso promo. It's a new picture, a, not nude, a new picture of Steve, which I can't, I don't have it that I can show it. He's an excellent photographer up here in Vancouver, and uh, his name's Wade. Uh, his website is double, the word you, photography.com. If you, if you ever wanted to get stuff done, he's, good, he's a great guy. Excellent photographer. Does he do posters? You can do anything. He actually, uh, he's also oh, he he's a, a, a movie he's poster. A, no, he's a photographer. Yeah, yeah, he does. He also did. He's he also does anybody. Jimmy he's has also, a terrible habit of answering for every guest. So that's okay. He yeah, he does. But uh, but also what I wanted to also plug was the if someone does is interested in acting, uh, to will you guys can you guys put put up the my Gmail. Is that possible for later? Um, yeah. yeah. What's your school called? The Actors Gym. The what? A C T O R Z Gym and Actors Gym. Yeah, yeah. and uh, t t what is your email? What's the email? 
the actors, the actors, Jim, but actors is with a Z, Jim. Yes. At gmail.com. Okay. Hang on. I haven't got anything like that's that's my that's my Instagram as well, but honestly, I have no posts up there. I, I want to throw that up there. Hang on, Juan, throw that up on the screen yeah. so everybody's got Let it. Let him put it up. Uh, so, please. So I'm I'm gonna be taking pro Steve, how long go. have you been doing this? How long have you been teaching? Well, I did that stint for about four years, and I was filling up classes, and then I ended up doing a film out of town for a few weeks, and then by by the time I got back, my son had moved back in. We lost, I lost my studio. I was teaching from my home. Now there's Zoom, so now I can I can. Oh, where are you work? Are you working out of Hollywood? No, he's in Canada. Are you in Canada? Yeah, yeah, but uh, but I'm about I'm about to start some classes. But what I'm doing also is I I have a limited amount of time. Uh, for one-on-ones, which is what I'm pitching here. So if any, just because now you can be anywhere in the world. Yes. Um, I, I'm going to do about three to five a week, max. And uh, it's, it's. I think for me personally, if I was working with someone with a base of knowledge, before even you commit to a school, like some of these schools are 30 grand, 40 grand, I'd want to get a good base of knowledge. I used to recommend books for this knowledge. And uh, so now I'm going, you know what, I'm the book. And if it, now, I think it's great. We have, we have like a, a half a minute. A half a minute. This is important. If I were a young student, can I get you on Skype? On, on Zoom. Yes, he just said on, it. On whatever yes. the it is. Yes. Well, that's what so I'm going to do. You're going to teach me from there to here. That's right. It's, it's better if you get a partner to work with you, and then I, I, I can how watch. Much, how much does it cost for an hour? Uh, it's one twenty-five. dollars uh -huh. American money. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, so anyway, check out. First of all, you can follow Steve. It's uh, mm -hmm. uh, on Instagram. His Instagram is Steve Basic Official. Um, and then you can contact him at theactorsgym at gmail.com to email him about uh, taking acting classes over Zoom. And we're out of time. One so on one. One on one. One on one, yes. Stevie, again, it was a pleasure. And you're coming back, babe. I can't believe. How long was that? How much time do we have? 60 minutes. 40, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Oh, my. That was 40 minutes? Yeah, well, you know, minutes. you know the saying: when you're having a good time, time goes by fast. But yeah. if you're bored, I give you one little thing: as one of my coaches in LA was Taylor Sheridan. Oh, very good, you guys. Before he blew up into this massive everything, he's just an amazing Yellowstone, you guys. Yellowstone, everything, everything. He was just the coolest dude, you know. And he, when we worked together, he's like, "There's nothing wrong with you." I'm like, "Cool, okay." <laughs> So like that's the thing, like one-on-one, -on -one, and that's back like 10, 15 years ago. Um, yeah, he he was it was it, it was he had a good amount of psychological knowledge. He helped me with what I do in the room. You guys, so he's got a great background. Hit him up because we gotta go. We're on minute past. They're gonna Wait, yell at one me. More question. We gotta go. No, are we gotta you, go. We gotta go. Are you single? Ah. Are you single? No, I'm not. Oh, so ladies, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you can go. But you can watch the guard, you guys, and you can see his ass. Detroit Lions. All right. Bye, yeah. Steve. Thanks. We'll see you guys yeah. next week, everybody. Bye. Bye, Steve. Yeah, we in the mix. 
Yeah, we in the mix, it's another episode Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Interviewing the hottest news that you will send to the celebrities Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude Chat room is live and you would be a fool Not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell So come watch it live on W4CY Radio Miss some past episodes, download on iTunes The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Oh.